Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to b o l l and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson, and it is roster projection time. There's always a chance that some cuts get announced before you listen to this, so for uh, timekeeping purposes for for the annals of history, Logan. It is 9.43 a.m. on Monday as we record this, so hopefully nothing we say gets dated quickly. Um, with that, uh, for those watching on YouTube, we're going to go ahead and pull up our handy-dandy blank spreadsheet. 53 <laughs> spots on it, Logan. Ready to fill them out? Yeah, I am ready to fill them out, I guess. you know, like I think it's uh, this is a fun exercise, so let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Uh, I'm sure that's exactly what uh, the Martys and Ron are saying as they dive into their Let's Wednesday. see how it hey, goes. Uh, welcome back, fellas. Let's see how it goes. All right. So quarterback uh, is where we'll start because that's typically where these things start. Uh, Sam Howell uh, is QB1. You think so? No, I'm just kidding. I, I, do, I do believe that that's what they told us. Jacoby Brissett is QB2. And then I think we get to the first interesting discussion point which is there's a lot of people that are very impressed with Jake Fromm. And I they think should be. Reason. He had a good preseason, yeah. I think Fromm had a good camp, a good preseason. He was excellent in the last two games. But if I'm putting together this roster, I need that real estate, and I am not keeping three quarterbacks, even with the new rule change. No, and I, I think he's a guy that can easily get to practice squad. And, and it, I think the other thing is like if – you know, I think people think, oh, I guess he's got to clear waivers. He's got to clear waivers to get to practice squad and other teams can claim him. But you can still have conversations with that player potentially about like, you know, getting him back on the roster. I, I think it's fine. I think Jake Fromm is an excellent three. I think he'll make it to practice squad. I think he's got practice squad eligibility. I just kind of went through the roster this morning and figured out who would be good fits for practice, practice squad, excuse me, and he feels like a perfect guy. So, you know, I think he'll be around the organization and they're going to pinch. You can elevate him if you need to. He's a good backup. I think that's, I understand why people are fired up about him. I'm fired up about him too. Like Fred Smoot's always giving me a hard time because I'm talking about Jake all the time, but I think he's had a really good off season, you know, and I think he deserves to have that people talking about him. But I do think those are your top two. He's not beating Jacoby Brissett, especially when you pay Jacoby Brissett $10 million. He's your, he's your practice squad quarterback. For sure. And can we just, can we double click on that for a second? Because there are people that, and there's like loud, loud, you know, fan voices, I'll say that. And some guys that I like, like, I know I saw big Doug saying the other day, like, Hey, I really like from like, should he be QB two? Yeah. Why that is, uh, is not palatable. I mean, I, I understand beyond, why the, people, beyond the money. 
Yeah, I understand why people say that. But I, I think what you're doing with your second quarterback is you're looking for some type of assurance and some type of confidence in that player. And for me, a guy that has played for eight years in the NFL, has been in multiple different offenses, has seen NFL defenses, knows what the speed is. And Jake has played, but not to the level that Jacoby's played. It's and, not gone well when Jake has played. I looked it up the other day. You know his career QBR? I have no idea. It's 15.4. Yeah, so I mean, we saw how he played in the what was that the seventeenth game of two thousand twenty or twenty one? Yeah, like, like I think he's a very talented guy. I think he's got a good arm. I think he's I think he's got some moxie to him that gets you excited. I think there's a lot of things there. To me, he's like Taylor Heineke plus kind of you know. And one of the reasons you bring Jacoby Brissett in is because he's better than Taylor Heineke. And it's not from the preseason. Like Jacoby's had a good preseason, good good training camp. I think pretty good preseason. I think a lot of people look at yesterday's game and are like oh jacoby you know from one-to-one comparison he's playing against better guys in the preseason and say what you want about jake like this is speaking from my personal experience when i got to play the last half of a preseason game i knew i was going to dominate that son of a gun because there's a lot of dudes out there who don't play football you know what i'm saying like who aren't who aren't going to be playing football here in three weeks and you can get after those guys and i think there's a little bit of that going on and i will say this team and the depth of this team also supports him at a really high level. Like that third string offensive line did a great job. The third string wide receivers like Bryson Tremaine, Tinsley, um, you know, Kaz Allen, name name your guy. Those guys are, are good football players that deserve a shot at playing in the NFL. Curtis Hodges is the tight end. You know what I mean? Like they've got they've got guys that are, are good around him. And usually that's not the situation with a third quarterback, so they don't look as good. But here that they did a great job of insulating him and supporting him and he had a good performance and i think uh but ultimately like i want the guy who's who's played better against nfl defenses who was one of the he was a top 15 graded quarterback in the nfl last year in jacoby Brissett, and a guy with great leadership skills great experience especially to support someone like sam i don't want two young guys in the room um if i can help it and jacoby to me is just too valuable like it the experience is is what you're what you're getting there and that's extremely valuable like when i was in atlanta for example matt schaub is the backup quarterback and matt schaub I think is a good player. Um, you know, he, when he had to get in, it wasn't always the best. But his leadership in the building, the way he supported Matt Ryan, the way he supported different positions, it was like having another coach there. And I think Jacoby might not be to that level, but I think he brings a lot of that. And I think that's something that, again, you'll never that'll never show up, you know, on a stat sheet. But that brings wins to your football team when you got guys like that on the roster. One hundred percent. He's a better player. He's got more experience. And I think something that that I'm gonna keep bringing up is who like how do you not lose good players? How like how do you make decisions that make it so that you don't lose guys? If you cut Brissett, he's gone. Someone else will sign him in sure. five seconds. If you cut from, you bring him back on Wednesday or Thursday as the practice squad quarterback, and you don't think twice about it. And is there a chance someone could pick him up as the as their three active? I guess. There's a chance, and and you know if they don't want to pay him, because sometimes you can pay a practice squad guy, you know, a, a veteran minimum, and they'll be like, yeah, no, I'll stick around. Yeah. Like I'm going to be the three here, the three there, and if the money's the same, I'd rather just stay with. I'd rather stay with Eric Bieniemy, right? Um, he can make that decision. You know, like yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent, a place where they played three quarterbacks every year since 2017. So you know, I those conversations can happen, but I, one of the things that's going to come up for sure in some other position groups is. 
certain guys I think are going to be easier to keep on the practice squad and continue to develop. And even if you call them up in the middle of the season, when they've had a chance to continue practicing and get better, fine. But for right now, I just think there's too much real estate in other positions from is, I don't want to say guaranteed, but much more likely to get through the practice squad. And all that stuff is even secondary to the fact that Jacoby Brissett is a, I would even say significantly better player than Jake Fromm at this stage of their careers. And so that this is pretty easy to me. We'll take two uh, quarterbacks, Hal Brissett from, uh, I'll even, I'll even put Fromm's name down over here in this other column is guys that we would like to keep on the practice squad. And we'll 100%. see how many we wind up with. I mean, there's no the doubt end. about it. Like he's like, that's the guy you want in your program. You want in your building. Like there's no doubt in my mind, that's what you want. So he deserves yeah. to be around, I guess is what I'm saying. 100%. And like, you know, we talked about guys that aren't going to be playing football here in a couple of weeks. Like there's a level above that that is practice squad guys, guys that are going to be practicing football yep. for most much of the next year. And Jake Fromm's at that level where if he went to a USFL or an XFL, like he'd be one of the better players for 100%. sure. And that's like salute to him for that. That's hard. You're still one of the best one to two percent football players in the entire planet. But you know, making an NFL roster, the bar is higher than that. All right, running backs. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. Wow, check. This is, you're really Antonio Gibson. Check. Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> check. Check. Anybody else? No, I think um, I think Alex Arma would be an interesting one. I don't know how you want to classify him. And, you saying, know, is, is he on your 53? Because if so, we can write him down. Because so he's thing, on mine. The thing about Alex Arma in, in the next 48 hours is I think Alex Arma will be a, a huge contributing member to this football team this year. He's going to play fullback. He'll play a little tight end. He'll probably play some teams. But because he is a fullback, I think he's a guy that you could put on waivers if you're trying Ooh. to make a roster move. You know what I mean? And just kind of have him sit there and then re-sign him on you know Thursday if you wanted to. You know, like have him sit around for a couple of days. Like basically what Kyle did to me when I was in San Francisco. Um, I think he's that type of guy, and uh, that's again he, he'll be on the team for a big chunk of the year. He's going to play football for this team, but does he make the fifty-three on on Tuesday? Yeah, or Tuesday four o'clock. Does he make the fifty-three? I think he because of the position that he plays and because of the low value of that position. I don't know, but again, he'll be around okay. quite a bit. So let's do this. Let's put him down for right now. Yeah. Um, and if we need the spot, we'll come back because that's yeah. a really great point. And I haven't heard anybody else say that. And it's really smart because some of this roster finagling is absolutely going to need to happen for this team. And that is a guy that, um, you know, and the thing is too, like I, I would bet he's probably on like a one year deal. It doesn't really affect his money at all. Yeah. Like if Ron, it goes to him is like, look, man, you're going to be on the team on Thursday. We just need to keep, you know, some other guys, we're like going to bring you right back. Or whatever, we need to like, get someone to IR. Like, you know, I understand that you don't have to say yes, but like this is what we would like to do, and we think that we can get away with it with you because of the position you play. Like, if I'm him, I'm like, yeah, okay. And if someone offers me another bigger deal to come there, then like, sorry, Take screwed it. up, Ron. Uh, but that's the that's a risk probably worth taking. I I don't the mentally the way I've lined this up for me, I don't think we're gonna need to do that with him. But it's a really good point, so we're gonna put him down and and know we can come back to him. Yeah, but I was I think, just thinking for like Big Phil later on. You know, if you need yeah, to get him to IR, he's, or, he's the guy that we're we're kind of hinting about for sure. But I think you know we talk about the game. Like Jared Patterson showed that he's a he's a four A guy, if you will. Like he's yeah. better than a triple A player, but he's not quite a major leaguer. Yeah. Um, he, but the problem is for him and for Jonathan Williams is they are one of you know a dime a dozen running backs 
around the NFL that are like that. Every team has a Jared Patterson and a Jonathan Williams. And that's just, yeah. that like embodies the problem. It's not that they're good football players who couldn't average four yards a carry behind the right of the line in the right system in this league. It's just that there's a bunch of dudes who could do that. And also, I think we got to give Chris Rodriguez his credit. Like Chris Rodriguez came out and played at a really high level. He did some really excellent things. You know, he had the fumble, but I think highest yards per carry of any running back uh, for, for this team in the preseason did an excellent job. You see the physicality, you see the vision, and I, I think he deserves it. You know what I mean? Like there was a conversation earlier this offseason. I remember EB had a presser where he's like, Chris Rodriguez has to earn that spot. And I said to him, I was, and, and I didn't say to him, but you know, like in my mind, I was like, oh, he still likes Jonathan Williams. But I think Chris Rodriguez has just consistently played better. He's a guy that when the pads came on, really came to life and I think deserves a ton of credit. So, um, you know, hats off to Chris Rodriguez. I think he's earned that position. And, you know, like, again, he's a draft pick, which helps out, but I don't think it's because he's a draft pick. Like some guys we're going to talk about later, it's like they got to stay because they're draft picks. Mm-hmm. He's not that way. I think he did. He, gen- he genuinely earned that spot. So good for him. I think he did more than that. I think he earned carries. Like, yeah, I think he, he ran well enough that he's going to get in the rotation uh, with some regularity. And we'll see, obviously, how it plays out in the regular season, uh, whether he keeps that up once he's playing against ones with ones. But, man, sure. he was great. Um, I think he might have. He was one of the leading rushers in the entire NFL in the preseason. I think um, so, yeah. so uh, good job, Chris Rodriguez. All right. Uh, I put Patterson and Williams on the practice squad. Um, probably only one know, of those guys. Was, I did. I did this exercise earlier just to see. Um, what, you know, so, if since you did it, what's the practice squad rule? Remind everybody like what we're talking about here. So it's a little bit more complicated now than it used to be. It used to be like seven guys, and they all had to have less than three years' experience. Now you can have six guys of unlimited experience, ten guys of two years of experience, and an unlimited number of of uh, or sixteen guys with. Um, what is it like no experience no so what that so what that or we're so active less than nine games in one season yeah so what that means it's like you can't have what is that you can't have 16 plus 16 it's like you can have a maximum of 10 of the 16 from the right. from that those first two categories so you can have 10 guys with nfl experience the remaining uh you know the remaining six have to be guys with no experience or however you want to allocate those roster spots but you can have it on you could have 16 guys with with no accrued seasons you could have 10 guys with two accrued seasons and and six guys with no experience, but you need to have at least six guys, like six true rookies, basically, on the roster um, to, to kind of flesh that out and make sure you're developing new talent. So does, it, does that make sense, Greg? It's like, it's a little confusing because yeah. it's, it's six, you can have so a there's total kind of, of there's there's ten limited spots ten limited spots yes and six of those can be anybody the remaining four have to be two years or less and then the last six are guys with no experience and let's say like you're the Rams for example right and you've got a million rookies all sixteen spots can be rookies like sixteen right. like that's the flex spot they can you can have as many of those guys as you want so I think that's kind of the the way I look at it so the the problem here is when I did this earlier is you have a whole bunch of offensive linemen you want to keep, and I don't know if you're going to keep two running backs on the practice squad. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. All right, so we'll circle back around to the practice squad later. I'm going to write both yeah. guys down for right now. Yeah, no. All right, so yeah. fullback Arma for right now. Um, all right, tight end. Um, I'm going to write down three tight end slots. Is that good, or do I need to put a fourth for you? That's kind of how I feel. The only thing that gets me gives me even a second's pause is how healthy is Logan Thomas. Yep. Um, you know, like, do you need to keep, I, I don't think Curtis Hodges has earned that spot. I kind of think, uh, Dylan has played a little bit more consistent football than him and he's got some experience playing an NFL game. So maybe that's the way you go. But again, I think both those guys 
probably get the practice squad and then you can elevate as needed based on week one. So um, I, I, that's, that's kind of my thought. I think these guys, the guys you've listed, Logan Thomas, uh, John Banks, Cole Turner have, they, they deserve it. I mean, Logan Thomas was the hottest player on the offense when he was healthy. John Bates has been John Bates, super consistent and Cole Turner seems to get better each and every day. And like that catch that he had, the, the, the game he had against Baltimore, I thought was outstanding. So, I think um, I think you're in a pretty good spot with, with with those three. It's just about where is Logan Thomas in terms of health? Is he a potential like short term IR guy? Um, and if that's the case, then you need to bring someone else in. Is it Hodges or Dylan, or do you look on the uh, on the waiver wire to try try to find someone new? Yeah, I I think Logan Thomas is going to be ready for week one. Um, so do he has I, been but trending. Saying... Yeah, no, it's a good point to bring up. He has been trend. The good news is he's been trending in the right direction. Um, he has continually done more. He has been on the side fields. They know they've got time. They've still got what, two weeks to, to continue to ramp him up. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to be fine and that's not going to be an issue. I do also agree with you though, especially with the, the day that Dylan had the other day, like blocking and receiving, he has been more consistent than Curtis Hodges. Yeah. Um, but Hodges is the higher upside play where if you're looking future practice squad, like we want to continue to develop. So uh, I think it's smart to write both those down on the practice squad sure. side, but I think that uh, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. All right. Uh, offensive line. Now, this now we get to, to have some fun. Um, so if we start obviously with the five starters and two most obvious swing guys, sure. Um, then you've got Charles. Did I tell you I was listening to Ben standing, do something today. And he's like, do you think Chris Paul gets cut? And I was like, Whoa, that came out of nowhere. Ben standing. <laughs> no standing. What are we doing? Standing, taking a swing for the fences. He does he's that like, from every time to time. He's a wild one that Ben standing. You I think know, he's, he's just a, a coy guy and, a, and always wearing a baseball cap. No, he's a wild one. that ben <laughs> All right. Sadiq, Charles, uh, and Gates. then you got Nick Gates, got Sam Cosby, Cosby and, and Wiley. Uh, Andrew Wiley. And Keep then to call him got, Tony. That's bad. No, and he he used to do PR. I know. Uh, he's he's does would not be a good right tackle. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chris Paul, and then Cornelius Lucas for sure. And I think the all next right. most obvious one is, which without a doubt, is Ricky Stromberg. Yes. So, so I think those eight. are the eight locks for this team. There's obviously going to be more linemen, but if I had to pick guys that, like of the human beings, those are the guys. Yep. Then you get to uh, some philosophical shenanigans here. Paris <laughs> Old Matt, shenanigans. Yeah, Matt Paris asked a good question um, of Ron on Thursday, which is, you know, you guys have not really ever cut draft picks. Is that a philosophical thing or just – like, have you done a good job and they've done a good job? Like, what's the deal there? And he said, no, it's it's kind of philosophical where we draft a guy, it's because we believe in him. And even if he's not necessarily ready to go right away and play a role for us, like we know that we can develop them in, into doing what we want them to do down the road. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, there's that. Um, and that's kind of the Brady Daniels question. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, you can talk about how he played in the game the other night, but he's a guy that if you're going to have a red shirt dude this year, he's the guy and you drafted him. And this is why it's important when we talk about overdrafting or underdrafting a guy, when we do the draft breakdowns in the spring, like he's a guy that you drafted higher than I think most teams would have. So you might be able to get into practice squad, but I, I just don't think they're going to even mess with that. 
No, he's he's on the 53. I think he's trending in the right direction. I do think it's a redshirt year for him. I think it's going to be, but you know, to his credit, and again, like we've been we've been pretty critical of Braden Daniels on this show. Like he's playing better, and there are times where you see really really high athletic flashes, which is again why you sign him. So he's done enough to me. I don't want to say to to warrant that, but it does feel like he's he's trending in the right direction. He's given you enough optimism, I think, especially watching him in the last two preseason games to say, all right, you know, he's not there right now, but, you know, maybe week 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, uh, he kind of comes into form, kind of like Chris Paul did last year, you know, and again, it's very different in terms of where they were drafted, but I do think like he's got that kind of really high, <clears throat> excuse me, athletic upside that gets you excited. So, um, you know, has he had the best preseason of all time? No. Is he Ricky Stromberg? No. But I do think he's shown you enough that says, okay, let's see what happens uh, over the course of the year, and he'll be on the roster. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. That's nine. Now what? And I think you keep 10. I think just from what I've been hearing, um, I think you keep 10, and I think that guy's Tyler Larson. And again, this is not what I would do. This is a little bit of a predictive thing. We've talked about Tyler a ton. We talked about him on the last show. Like, He's had an outstanding preseason. In the games, he's been great. In practice, he's been great. He's the consummate pro. He looks like he's healthy. Check, 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 check. All great. You know, so, and because of this team's proclivity for center, he seems like the next guy. And again, it kind of goes back, not in the same way, but to the Jacoby Percet point. Like, he's a good locker room guy. He's a good leader. He's a good mentor. Like, you need guys like that on the team. I wouldn't hate it. The guy that I would potentially take if I was making the roster would be Scott. But, um, you know, Scott's been kind of fine. You know, he's not done yeah. enough to say, like, I emphatically deserve to be on the roster. So I would say, um, I would say, I would probably go, if, if I'm trying to be in the teams that I'd probably go Tyler Larson. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, and I think this goes back to my philosophy of how do you do this so you don't lose good players. And Trent Scott's a lot easier to get to practice squad than Tyler Larson. Yeah. A veteran center who's got some game experience. Um, and by the way, he, unlike Trent Scott, like Larson takes up one of those really valuable uh, limited or practice squad spots. That is if true. You, yep. If you get him, Trent Scott's just a practice squad guy if you want to throw him there. I will say a good job, Trent Scott, Scott the other night at left tackle. Um, he had been playing pretty exclusively right, right. if I'm remembering correctly. Yep. And then all of a sudden I look up in the game and I'm like, whoa, that's 73 on the left. Yep. Nice job. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put him on practice squad um i'm the, guessing this is, this is really interesting i think brooks on practice squad and then you go like is laufenberg on practice squad is montero has been like the best offensive lineman outside of those guys and then you say do you go uh john smith is another guy that has had a really good offseason he's 28 and with his first year of experience coming this year so i don't know man it's um it's going to be this, 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 this is these, these five guys I think are really interesting for practice squad and, and the way they want to go. I think, I think Noah Laufenberg for those watching on YouTube right now, seeing me struggle, Noah Laufenberg's got to go. Cause I can't spell his name, yeah. uh, but we got it. We got Noah Laufenberg on, on our, our list. Montero is super interesting to me yeah. because he's got that guard tackle flex. He's been really good. Has he played tackle for the team? I yeah, he, he did preseason. in the past. Like he was okay. always listed as a tackle previously, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's a he's playing guard now, and he's really yeah. good at it. Well, what do you yeah. know? All right, so that gets us nineteen on 
offense or are we miss, we're missing a position we're missing wide receivers yes okay i was on, like that right. is way short come on hoffman let's get it together all right i'm gonna put down uh let's see one two three four five six receivers that seems uh, right to get started uh so we got terry mclaren good football player jahan dotson curtis samuel uh yeah. brown byron pringle yeah are we are we still sure about him i don't know man like i i think so you know i think he's done enough i think the relationship with eb i think he's played nfl football that feels like the next spot i mean if you're looking just based on production in camp you'd say dax would go there but i think byron's got a little bit more athletic upside knows the offense a little bit better so and he's played some teams too right and it's pretty yeah yeah he's done a little bit yeah he's, he's done a little bit of that kind of stuff um he's not like a killer but he's he's yeah. he's done it and he can do it so i'd say that because i don't know who you put ahead of him i think you know i've heard some names thrown around like oh tinsley should be in that spot i'd probably go again with the experience here because I, I do think despite how good tinsley was i think you could still get him to practice squad um yeah so i'd say i'd say pringle and then the sixth spot for me i don't know if you disagree is dax like it's I know easy that's, for me that's not like a uh, super I, yeah, I mean, it, it is going to be a controversial take because people like upside, but the game Kaz Allen had made this so easy, and it is yeah. the it is it's not that all of a sudden I think he sucks. It's the actual epitome of my philosophy thing of how do you do this where you don't lose good players? Right, Kaz Allen because of his drops the other night, which is what teams know of him because practice is not public. Yeah is probably very easily getting you getting the practice squad. He was an undrafted free agent priority. You paid him a little bit extra money, whatever. There were probably some amount of competition, but if a team really loved him, they would have drafted him. His last performance was not good, Yeah, but he's a guy that I want around exactly in a practice squad role. Continue yeah. to get better, continue to work on your hands, continue to field punts every day so that you get used to it. I mean, B. Mitch told the story on the broadcast. He told it on my show last week. He's told it a million places. I'm sure he said it on his show too. Like the first time he ever caught punts because he was a college quarterback that turned into a should-be Hall of Fame returner, like the, the punter punted 20 balls at him and he caught zero of them and touched one. Catching <laughs> punts is hard. But if he continues to practice it every day, by week seven, if Dax Milne is still giving you nothing in the punt return game, you could call up Kaz Allen. Like, and, and that's are a ideal thing too. in injuries some ways. Are a thing. Like maybe, yeah. maybe Pringle gets hurt or Diami gets hurt and Dax is now kind of rotating in as that fourth fourth receiver and Allen needs to come in and return kicks. Like, like he's, a, he's a good guy to have around. I think the other thing I would point out for fans who don't watch practice every day is that he – was very hot when he first kind of got healthy and was back practicing and has cooled significantly in terms of how he was catching the football. And I think he's got excellent route running ability, but I think he just, he got a little bit of the dropsies. And I will say I've been around teams where guys get cold at the wrong time and they end up on practice squad. And if he had continued to maintain that level of performance from early in camp to now, caught those two balls in the game the other day, um, you know, caught a couple balls again in the in the joint practice against Baltimore. I think he I think he's I think he's on even with the muff punt. But I think it's 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 more of an aggregate of everything else he's been doing that again, he shows you the athleticism, he shows you the quickness, he shows you the suddenness, he shows you the the, the versatility, you know, running back, slot receiver, all this kind of stuff. But it, the consistency of his play just hasn't been there to me. And I think you're in a spot where 
you know, like th- this seems like a very natural thing. Just leave them there, let them develop. This is exactly what the practice squad is for. And um, again, we don't, we're not saying he's a bad player. I just don't think he's ready right now. 100%. So let's talk about Mitchell Tinsley because dude had himself a game. A day, and yeah. he has found the end zone a ton in camp. I, I mean, I think a lot of us have been on him early because he just kept catching touchdowns. He didn't have necessarily the highest volume of production, uh, but he sure. just he consistently got open at the right time and found himself in the end zone. And he has... Uh, one and a half the other night, if you will, um, you know, has the one call back at the one yard line and was wide open. If, if uh, Jake Fromm had chosen to throw to him instead of Bryson Tremaine did sure. his job again down in the red zone. But this is one of those where it's like every team's kind of got a Mitchell Tinsley. They've yeah. got a really talented young receiver. Um, and He's it comes down to, yeah, you know, the, 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 what does he bring, bring on special teams and Dax Milne will catch you punts. And Mitchell Tinsley doesn't really bring a lot on special teams. So I think that's kind of the biggest difference uh, on that side of it. Plus, from a receiver standpoint, um, Dax can play more spots. And so as a backup who might need to be summoned in in any given position at any point in a game, you trust Dax Milne to, to do the right thing even if he's not going to be super explosive in doing it. Uh, I totally agree. And I think if if Tinsley had had opportunities to catch punts in the preseason, I think we're having a different conversation here. But because we, he hasn't done it in a preseason game, he did it limited. He, he was he was doing it in practice, but never got the opportunity in the game because they really wanted to see if Allen could go. Um, I think you kind of say to yourself, like, exactly to your point, like he didn't have an opportunity to kind of be that guy, show that he could do it. Um, and I think that gets you to practice squad. Now he's a guy that I think is, is, is very, very similar to Dax in terms of his skills. I think he can play multiple positions and you can do multiple different things. Um, I think he's very, very skilled and nuanced in terms of his route running ability. Um, so I think he's got a, I think, I think he's an NFL football player. I don't know about this year, but probably next year and a guy that you feel pretty good about. So uh, I think, again, you want to keep him around. I think if there's any kind of whispers that he's going to be doing, you know, someone's interested in or interested in him or whatever. I think you 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 maybe sign him to the fifty three and cut one of these other guys, but um, but I, I I agree with your analysis, sir. Other guy I'm going to write down for potential practice squad consideration is Bryson Germain. I um, think had a really good camp. He's also different than any other guy they had. He's the tallest guy in the room. Yeah, and I, and I like him. And the other guy was that I think would just to bring up in conversation is Marcus Kemp for the practice squad. I don't yeah. think he makes it to the practice squad because of, you know, those veteran spots are so valuable. Um, you know, like the, the thing that I would say about him, uh, Marcus Kemp, I know a lot of people are asking about him, is to me, he's not, he doesn't bring something that, that is that much different than Bryson Tremaine. Bryson Tremaine is younger. He's cheaper. I think he's got more upside in specific special team situations, specifically as a gunner. And again, I, the, the staff might disagree with me on that, but I think Tremaine watching his college film can be good in that role, much like Cam Sims was. So that's someone I would just kind of, I think, beats out Kemp for the practice squad spot. And a guy that I, I, I really want to, I hope, is on the practice squad. I really, really do. I think when, once we get to the practice squad portion of this, like you'll see, it's, it's going to be really, really tight. Um, but a guy that I think has a lot of upside and can be a good pro. So I think you try to find a way to keep all three of those guys if you can. Yeah, and uh, live live stuff. Uh, 
Marcus Kemp actually is already on the block. So he's been yeah. released, uh, according to Ian Rappaport first. Um, there's been a couple of other cuts, uh, no one that's even come up in our conversations yet. Um, you know, some of them are defensive guys. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to those as, as we get to them. But and that, and yeah, that Kemp, makes sense because he was Kemp, a guy that. I was going to say, Kemp is a guy that you release early as a veteran, give him a chance to go get on another roster. And if not, I agree with you that he could be a really, really good guy to keep around because he's a very good special teams player. Um, and that was kind of the thought when he was brought in was he was going to be not a direct Cam Sims replacement, but that kind of guy. Yep. Um, and it just never really panned out for him here. Um, Pringle uh, is the guy, that the former chief that that made the, uh, sure. yeah. the list. All right. Um, so that's the offense. Anything else we want to say on the offense? No, no, I think I just like how many guys we have practice squad listed here, just real quick to, to review. Uh, that's four, that's five, five. nine, 11, 13, 14. Yeah. So, so we're th- definitely going to be making some cuts. Some cuts in that group. And it, it's tough, man, because I think all those guys have played good football. I think the roster, I feel good about the roster, but in terms of the guys that you want to keep around and develop, that's, I think that's also another really compelling thing uh, for, for this group. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Take a Man podcast from Odyssey Sports. Logan Paulson there. Craig Hoffman here. It's time for the defense. And Logan, it is time for the hardest position group <laughs> on 
this roster. Um, we wound up with 25 on offense, which means we got 25 defense in the three specialist. And I am ready to put 11 defensive linemen on the football team. I am also. Um, and as we talk through it, I think we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of flesh out that analysis a little bit more. But yeah, this is this is a tough one. I think if you're looking for any shenanigans, if you're like one of those people who likes kind of roster um, madness on, on this day, like this is a spot to definitely keep an eye on. So, yeah. So I'm typing it out now. Um, so who we got? We got um, John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. Wow, that's a bunch of shockers there, Coach. I know. Um, Phil Mathis, I think that's an interesting one because of the injury at the moment. Yep. Like, We'll come back to him in a second, yeah, for sure. Johnny Ridgeway, who's it? Andre Jones, Casey Tuhill, James Smith-Williams, and... KJ Henry. So you put 12 spots down, didn't you? Did I put a 12? Oh, you forgot uh, F.A. Oh, there we go. I was like, who am I missing? Um, F.A. Obata. I think I don't know why you cut any of these guys um, other than you need spots elsewhere. But I think all these dudes can play. I think the the down the roster guys are guys that can play for you on special teams and have the yeah. best special teams play made all camp was James Smith Williams, you know, hustling down and saving a ball inside the five yard line. Um, but FA's played teams for you. Casey's played teams for you. Andre Jones and KJ Henry have played teams uh, in their, their college careers and sure. look ready to do it at the NFL level. And then you need the depth inside. Um, the, the guy that I was waiting to make this even more difficult, I think, was Benning uh, Pootoe. Yeah. And he did not have a remarkable game. Not like it was bad, um, I don't think. I mean, you probably better feel for that than me. Yeah. But it's not like he went out and had two sacks and five tackles for loss. I think you can get him through uh, to the practice squad if you need to. And I think the other well, thing that happened in the game that I thought was interesting is they went back to playing F.A. and James at three technique, which we saw in the Baltimore joints. We didn't really see against Baltimore in the game. Yeah. And I thought both guys did a good job. I thought James really moved the pocket well, um, both outside and inside, like really pushed it. And yeah. that power is what they're looking for at that position, I would think. Um, and I think that that gives you a little bit more uh, depth behind John Allen uh, at that three technique and some flexibility. And at the end of the day, this is, again, the epitome of the philosophy thing. How do you do this so you don't lose really, really good football players? And if you cut any of those 11, I think you're losing a good football player slash KJ Henry, who has the potential to become one. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, you know, I think FA has been great rushing from three technique all camp. I think the problem you run into is like, what is the actual depth when you got to play like first and second down three technique because you know as much as james is a big strong guy and fa is a big strong guy like that's not a matchup i want if i can avoid it at all costs um you know and i think a guy that you didn't mention is um abdul anderson he's had a yep. very very good camp and i think he's been very consistent in terms of his production and you know i think if you're being totally honest with yourself i think you probably would would cut ridgeway and keep abdullah if you're just looking at production but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to keep. They're going to try and get a bill at a practice squad. I would assume, and I think based on Ridgeway's performance last year, I think they keep him around. You know, saying he's coming off a back injury, coming off the pack, and he's still trying to get himself healthy. So um, I think uh, I think Anderson's a really interesting one. But I agree in terms of the defensive ends. I just I look at the secondary, and no one really stepped up and said I deserve to be the sixth DB. I look at the linebacker, and no one really stepped up to me and said I need to be the fifth linebacker. And then at the defensive line room, I think you had, you know, um, like how many guys? Casey, James, 
Andre, KJ, even to a certain extent in the last preseason game, had a very nice pass rush that kind of showed some juice. And all those guys played well. Like, you know, Casey in the last preseason game created a ton of pressure, had a couple quarterback hits. I think he had three quarterback hits in that game. James had a quarterback hit. Like, those guys rushed well. And I think, you know, if you're trying to kind of say, I deserve to be on the roster, like, that to me is what that last game is for, is to kind of say, hey, like, don't, like, look at this. I've got some pass rush juice. I've got some team's ability. Why are you going to try and replace me with a young guy? You know, and Andre Jones, who was less consistent in terms of production in that game. And I think when you get to see them one-to-one rushing the same guys down and in, down out, you see why those other two guys have been in the NFL for three years and Andre's a rookie. So I think I think I they, that is how I would do it. Again, KJ, because he's a fifth-round draft pick, I think he makes it. So you're yep. at 11, and I think you're looking at, you know, I heard an argument today basically saying that, oh, well, who's going to play teams for you? Like, you don't have any special teams dogs. But I think when you look at linebacker, you've got uh, Mayo, who's a special teams guy, uh, Kalik, who's a special teams guy. You look at the secondary, you got Percy Butler, you got uh, Jeremy Reeves, you got Christian Holmes, special teams guys. Like, those are five excellent dudes on teams. I think you can flush that group out saying, hey, we get one of our rece- – we get Pringle to play some teams, we get Dax to play some teams, Casey, James, Andre – and you're at 11 yeah. guys who are good teams players. And I think Christian Rodriguez will probably end up playing some teams. So I think you're okay from a special Arma. Team standpoint. Yeah, Arma, that's a great point. So um, I think uh, I, I don't think that's a great argument considering like the linebackers and, and DBs, how good those dudes are at teams. I think you can fill them in with Casey James and whoever else. You know, No, I, and especially like, I mean, Casey and James run well enough and yeah. especially Jones runs well enough. Like Jones runs like a linebacker. So well, he played off. He played like a Sam linebacker. He played like right. that, you know, um, Clay Matthews he, position at USC. Yeah, like, two point stance. Yep. So he, he's a guy that is for like the roles that you would typically put a linebacker on special teams. Like he can do it. So, yeah. um, and again, like James had that play where he saves the ball inside the five yard line. Like Casey's had plays like that in the past where he's downfield making, you know, first guy down on punt. Like yeah. those guys can do it. I think the interesting thing too here is like, if you cut one of those guys, they're gone, right? Yeah. If you cut Dejon Harris, if you cut Milo Eifler, you're probably able to bring them back on Thursday. Yeah. And this gets into the big fill discussion. How bad's that calf? Yeah. And what is that? And, and this to me like becomes a very interesting thing too of like, okay, well, do you IR big fill and then just backfill a fifth linebacker or do you IR big fill and bring up Abdullah Anderson and do you actually go into Arizona with 11 off, or defensive linemen? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. Um, I think, yeah. And I think, you know, KJ's probably an active on game day, kind of like um, Braden Daniels is for the offense. And I think, again, because... Uh, then I want to make this point very clear because you have such good teams, guys, like really, really high level team guys and Khalid Cuts and Percy Butler, Christian Holmes, Jeremy Reeves and Mayo. Like they're really, really good at special teams. Excellent. Right. Mm-hmm. You can get away with having three defensive linemen covering kicks. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that they're going to be kind of supplemental guys in the coverage because you've got absolute dogs. If you didn't have that high quality special teams value in those other backup positions, you probably need to make a different decision, but you do. Like I remember when I was with uh, Danny Smith in 2010, 11, 12, he was a special teams coach. Basically he said like, as long as we have two guys at Gunner who are absolute dogs, we can pretty much put anybody we want out there. So I was able to play punt coverage, even though I was terrible at it. 
because we had two dudes who were gonna make the tackle every time. And I was like, this is the best job ever because I just have to protect <laughs> and slowly jog my big butt down there and pretend like I want to make a tackle, you know? Who were the and gunners? I think, huh? I forget who they were. They were really good though. Oh, well, you um, also, and then you also had Zoe. Zoe and Mike Sellers. It was like, yeah, like just be around and they'll make the tackle. So um, I think it was um, Armstrong was one who ran like a four one forty, and that was back. <laughs> that was back in the day where you could like literally just run out of bounds and run up the sideline and yeah. run back in, and like yeah. you didn't actually have to fight a double vice. So he was excellent, and he'd get down there short catch all the time. But I, what I'm saying is that they've got they've got Percy Butler, who's excellent at gunner. Christian Holmes was excellent last year, and Jeremy Reeves on punt is basically like a third gunner. Like those dudes are going to make ninety percent of your tackles. So whoever else is out there. As long as they don't mess up the protection and can move their carcasses down the field, you're okay. Like like that. And then it, Joey Sly, the reason you keep Joey Sly is because he, he kicks, the, kicks the ball out the back of the end zone. So, again, right. not a huge priority in that department either. So, I think just when you look at the construction of how Katzer has built the special teams units, you're in a better spot than a lot of other teams where you have to make some more challenging decisions with regards to teams. So last thing on James and Casey and F.A. Um, and why you keep them. Ron was uh, avoidant of a question about Chase Young. And that's... That is a good point. That's um, a great point. Because if if the doctor's appointment with Chase and the Stinger went well, I don't know ro why Ron would go, hey, I just want to talk about the game and talk about these guys that are out here. You just say, yeah, he's good. We're ready to go. Um, you know, he'll be, he'll be practicing on whatever day they practice. You, that's it would be very silly not to. And Ron knows that Chase is a lightning rod when it comes to attention. Yeah. So I like how you worded that. I like how you worded that. That's not my favorite answer that's ever been. And I'm saying like Ron did a bad job with it. Like if it didn't go well, him coming out and saying like, yeah, um, we got a problem is also not a good thing. Point is you need depth and you need guys that are ready yeah. right now. Because if Chase Young misses even a couple of weeks, like you do not want a significant drop off. And for as good as Andre Jones was for a stretch of training camp, like, and it's cool that he played with the ones against Baltimore. I'm starting James Smith Williams or F.A. Obata or Casey Tuhill opposite of Montez Sweat because that's what we did all last year, and our defense was pretty good with those suits. I don't. So think, I don't think it's. Yeah. A, I don't think it's a coincidence that the starting the fourth preseason game, it's James. It's it's the three rotation is. Casey, F.A., and James. Like it's, yeah. They obviously value those guys a little bit more than the other guys, and then they all played well. So it's like, and then they didn't play in the second half. Like yeah. no shoulder pads. Yeah. The other thing I'd say is, what did, exactly did Ron say about Chase? I, I didn't realize he was that kind of. Um, um, I can see if I can pull up the transcript also, real quick. Uh, and Craig, stop me if I'm wrong. Like you've worked with Zoe. Like I remember Zoe playing with Stingers. Like it was like a sprained ankle. I remember that being like a very common thing to do. That's why I'm like a little confused by this whole stinger diagnosis yeah so he goes he's asked about chase's doctor's visit and injury status he says no we're going to talk about the game we're going to talk about what's coming up and i don't have to give you guys a report until it's time so, so let's please <laughs> let's please stay focused on this which is correct by the way like, yeah. he does, they, they do not have to give yeah. an injury report until the wednesday before the season and ron is the type of guy that would play some gamesmanship -y type of stuff and then be like Haha, jace is fine but, I mean, he's but practiced why though, right he's, he's if been everything's practice. great yeah i don't know yeah. yeah it's it's weird um i mean the thing is like they told him he practiced but they were there was instructions for him and for the o-lineman that he was going against like stay away from his head like 
keep your head out of things. Please do not mess this thing up and make it worse. Mm. He's waiting final clearance for like full contact and they, it was not in full pads. So no, I agree. Like stingers can be things you play through. They can be way worse. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not here to try to mitigate no, whatever no, pain he's going through. Uh, I'm not saying yeah. you are either, obviously. Um, but I don't know, man, when he first got it, it was supposed to be like, you know, Oh yeah, he's got a stinger, you know, he'll be back in three days and it's been like three weeks. Yeah. So yeah, my trust is. level there is not super high. And that's a great point. That, that's a, that's a great point. And, um, yeah, I think you want as many good football players because you know the the Phil thing's interesting, his that that Stinger thing's interesting. So I think you do. That's a great point. You need to kind of make sure you're you're insulated there. And one way to do that is keeping good football players on the defensive line, especially when you're counting on that group to be very very productive. So, all right, any um, young pass rushers that we want to write down for practice squad consideration? When we the only there? one would be Bradley King, but I think if you're keeping eleven, I don't know if you, you know. I don't know if you need that necessarily. Yeah, I think he's had a solid little preseason. Um, he just, yeah, got a nice you know, uh, like sack. Same, unfortunately for him, he's the same the same place he's kind of been the last couple. Of years. Like continuous continuously getting better. I don't want to put that on William, but he's just kind of stuck behind a, a log jam. Yeah, the other um, one would be maybe, Pryor, who has some pass rush juice, but again didn't play. You know, was kind of just there for part. Like he at times he flashed, but then he was just kind of just there for. Would, other would you keep William Bradley King or would you keep Pryor? Probably William Bradley King. Okay, then Pryor's name is not getting written down, but congrats on making getting mentioned in the podcast, and yes. I wish you well in your yes. future endeavors. Um, all right, uh, linebacker, Jamin Davis, Cody Barton, David Mayo, Kalik Hudson. Yep. Done and done. Uh, and done then and done. you got Eifler yep. and Harris yep. on practice squad. And is there really anything else to talk about there? No, I mean, the other thing to keep an eye on is like, um, I guess, Jamin's court case is coming up. Like, how does yes. that go? And then Cody Barton has not played exceptionally well in the preseason. So do they make some type of move for a veteran who gets released? That is something to watch and always something to consider. Um, but I think initially... No, these are the guys. For sure. These are the guys. Um, and I think the other thing, to, a fun discussion when we get into regular season is like, who actually plays? Like, Kalik has continued to make plays. He balled. So, he straight balled in that third in that third game. Like he had a great game. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. He had a Logan Paulson final preseason game type of game. <laughs> so uh, you know, does he has he found his way on the field? And like with Barton struggling, do your linebackers become Davis and Hudson? And you just have a ton of speed out there and you That'd trust Jamin to be the mic. Like, I don't think that's the worst idea that I've ever had. Yeah. Um, that's a low bar, but we'll keep moving. Uh all right. DBs, safety, manual, yeah. oh, manual fours. Let's do corners first. BSJ, uh, Fuller. Yep. I'm doing full names for roster guys. Good job, Craig. Uh, keep typing. Uh, and then we got uh, so Forbes, BSJ, Kendall Fuller. I think Danny Johnson is all set. Yep. Um, and then Quan. Yeah, let's put Quan down. Kind of in. He's always my transition guy from corner to safety. Yeah. And then at safety, you've got Cam Curl. Derek Forrest, Percy Butler, uh, Jeremy Reeves, and who am I missing? We're missing somebody. Um, gosh, this is bad. Bad podcast. Oh, right Christian now. Holmes. There we go. There he is. Let's uh, insert row DB with the corners. Christian Holmes. And then we're going to delete this safety row there. And then just to fill out the roster, I will go ahead and put Cameron Cheeseman, who had all good snaps. Did he? Finally. 
I, w- I don't watch the snaps as well as you do. That's your job. Um, I try every time I went to go fast forward through a special teams play because uh, I did not watch this game live uh, the other <laughs> night. Uh, yeah, I I was like, oh nope, gotta watch, and I I think that it was good. And also, I know that I would have gotten a thousand tweets. People would have been like, oh, there's another bad one, and I didn't get any tweets. So I think we're good on on all the snaps. So that's your that's your fifty three. But let's go back to the DBs and talk about it. Um, to me, this is actually pretty easy and straightforward. Holmes yeah. is a starting gunner. Johnson can, by the way, another guy that we haven't mentioned is good on teams, teams good yep. enough on teams. Yep. Um, and provides good, and you had, a, had a good and played. I think Danny Johnson, shout out, inside, outside, yeah. did a great job at both spots. And I think 100%. Wild Goose had been starting at the nickel for a long time, but didn't quite make it as an outside guy. And I think Danny's ability to do both really elevated him. And I think that makes this decision super easy. It's just like he's a guy that – Again, like they, they value position flexibility. He's done both. He's good on teams. Like easy, no complaints. Easy decisions. Yeah. Um. By the way, he's a he's returned kicks in the past. I was gonna say I thought that was something that he'd done right kickoffs. Um. Yeah, he's returned kickoffs in the past for this team. Um. So that could be a thing. Um. If you don't want Gibson back there or whatever. Um. You know, Dax. Uh. I don't think he's returned punts, but uh, I'm sure he's caught him in practice. Sure. So uh, that's. To me, this is this is super straightforward. Um, we should talk about Quan's night the other night. I feel like he had another couple of uh, not not your favorite plays. Oh, and where does I love that put about, him? The thing I love about last night was just how physical he was. Like he yeah. had some absolute waylay hits, and I think you see the upside. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's, he's he's a good ball player, and I think the thing about him is like you know he's playing Buffalo nickel for most of the game yesterday, as opposed to true nickel, and it's just a little different, you know, in terms of how you line up and set stuff and. Um, you know, he's still got so much on his plate mentally. It's just hard. I think it's just really challenging for him to kind of find a home. But I, I think that in the long run will really help this team out because like when there's an issue, he can be the next guy up at multiple spots. And I also like the physicality element because I think the thing that jumps out to me is that he, um, he, I wasn't sure if he was physical enough to play in the box consistently because in college it's, it's good, but it's not great. You know, like yeah. Sidney Brown was excellent at that. And he was kind of, he was fine. But I, I think seeing that physicality is something that says, hey, you know, in a pinch, if Cam's down, he can be that box player for you. So I think he's, I, I'm very high on him still. I think, you know, it's been a little inconsistent, but I think he's a guy that is really going to make this football team better. You know, maybe not in the next six weeks, but like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, 10, And I think can play teams. Like, I think he's a, he's, he's a good pick. He's good. He's fit, fit the team well. So yeah. I, I'm high on him. I, I think all it does is affect like how much you trust him early. But yeah. um, Toby Altizer asked me this on the newly minted Take Command pregame show, which Logan and I will be taking wow. over in the regular season, uh, but debuted its preseason edition uh, the other day with the new name and the fancy imaging and the whole deal. Uh, but yeah, Logan and I will be doing pregame again. But Toby asked me when I was on with, with he and Denton um, about Quan and was like, do you have concerns? And I what I told him was this. In the regular season, he is going to have a much more clearly defined and smaller role. So this idea that they've overloaded him is true, but it's going to help him in the long run when his job is not so big. He will have had the understanding and the experience of all these different positions, but now it's going to be like, Quan, here is your chunk of plays. Here's the guys you're going to be dealing with. Be very focused on this, and you have a tangential awareness of everything else that's happened. 
because of yeah. your experience throughout training camp and throughout the spring of playing all these different positions. And he's going to benefit a ton from the game planning. So no, no mega concerns about Quan Martin for me. Um, they, they do probably be, need to be a little bit more intentional with the role, but like if that's not part of the plan, then that would be very surprised anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, yeah, so I, I think that's great analysis. And I think the thing that's interesting about this group is like, who do you keep? Do you keep practice squad guys? Does Wild Goose make practice squad? Does Kendall <sighs> Smith make practice squad? Like, yeah, it's just we've got like 20 practice squad guys. And I think that's what I think. I think the roster has felt pretty established to me for a long time. And to me, it's these other guys that are going to because they'll play football. A lot of these guys, like some of those old linemen, they'll play football this year. Some of these yeah. DBs, like Wild Goose was elevated multiple times last year. Like yeah, he was on play. he was on the roster for most of the year. Yeah, so can you keep guys? Can you keep the guys you need to keep? You know, and how do you make those decisions? Because the, with the with the expanded practice squad, to me, that's really compelling because it's like that is an extension of your team with this elevation, you know, regression rule that they have now. Like it's it's really just an extension of the roster in a way that it wasn't with old practice squad rules. Yeah, I'm mean, Jace Whitaker with the uh, the yes, pick the other the night. Pick. Yeah. Um, Whiteside, I thought had a really good camp. He did. Guy that kept yeah. flashing. Um, you know, Terrell Burgess, we've talked about before, um, is a guy with with some NFL, very limited, but some NFL experience yep. and plays safety and corner in the past. So like he's, I'm gonna write him down. Um, I don't know that he's gonna ultimately make it, but um, but he was consistent and like I want consistent football players. And so like out of that list right there, I I probably want. Gosh, because I really think Kendall Smith has a lot of upside, you know. So maybe you keep him over Burgess. I don't know, but it, yeah. it, that that to me, the, the the practice squad stuff is much more is much more challenging to figure out because, like, you know, like just just looking at the offensive line, some of those guys had excellent training camps. It's just about like can they figure it out, and I don't know if they can. So, uh, but I, in terms of roster, like the DBs were, yeah, because uh, like I think the DBs have been easy because guys played themselves out of spots. Well, other guys, the guys that were supposed to play in the spots played really well. Like Percy Butler had a great preseason. Jeremy had a great preseason. Um, you know, Chris, like Christian Holmes, like, gosh, that dude is a physical son of yeah. a gun. Like, Little I was hit or miss on, on coverage, but like is exactly what you want him to be at this stage for a guy that's primarily a special teams player and a dog on special teams. Yeah, and I think he's a guy that maybe switches to safety at some point in his career. Like there, I was standing on the sideline watching the game and they pulled and they were trying to run an outside like a like a like a pin pull play on him and he like absolutely chinned the guard that was pulling to get him like and it was like one of those loud like cracks of the helmet and then he like after he cracks the guard he goes and cracks the running back and i was like that dude is a guy that is physical as all heck and again like the coverage is a little up and down but you know he's there to cover kicks and be and split double vices so he'll do that at a high level definitely definitely okay uh and then cheeseman uh Joey Tress, done, done. And Wait, you done. think Tress makes the team? I'm just kidding. I think that he probably has a track record that allows <laughs> him to proceed forward as a professional football player on a 53 man roster. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast take a man podcast wrapping it up here with logan paulson i'm craig hoffman and that leaves logan what we've been hinting at all uh, all show long, which in some ways it feels like we're more excited to do than yeah. we are at the roster, in part because there's more intrigue here. Yeah. Um, so let's do it. I'm going to make a little column out wide here um, for the practice squad, and I'm just going to start it up top. That way I can go line 1 through 16. And, um, let's do that. that. That track's easy. All right, from for sure. Yeah. Um, if, if, if they can get him there. I think they can, but you know that's an if. There, there, there will be a practice squad quarterback. And I, th- For I, would sure. like, I would like to be from. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to just do that. Look at you, this oh, formatting. I know. I know. I know. The YouTube audience is excited. The uh, <laughs> the radio or the uh, podcast audience is like, why are they delaying? It's because <laughs> I'm trying to make this legible. Okay. So from for sure. I think one of the running backs. I think for Williams. Sure. I think Williams. You think, think Williams over Patterson? I just think he's got more game experience. And again, in, in, a, in a situation, in an environment where you need a guy to play football. Like I love Patterson. I think he had an excellent preseason. I think he'll be playing. He'll be on a team somewhere. But and he I should think, be. I think like Williams he, is the he's guy. a guy that could show up in Week Twelve in Las Vegas and have a hundred yards. And you're like, oh sure, yeah. And, and everyone will be mad here, but it just is what it is on right. that, that side of it. Yeah. Um, the one thing I want to double check on Jonathan Williams. He's got, uh, though, he's got, he does have experience. He is one of those veteran guys. Yeah. So um, he's played. He's played enough football that he's. Uh, yeah, experience seven years. So he's he's one of our six guys. So I'm gonna put a little asterisk by him. Oh, look at you. All right. Um then you get to the tight end spot. I think this you keep is, Dylan and Hodges. You keep both, you think. 
I mean, I you get to that. Oh, I think you get to that O line, that D line, and you're going to be like, we can never mind one of them. I okay. think so. You're and Mr. I, tight end. Who do you want? I think Dylan has had a better camp, but I, I, you, you, you keep a practice squad tight end because you think that one day they could start. And this, this is a coin flip to me. It really depends on how the guys in the room feel about him. I've been so disappointed with Hodges um, just because I thought it was like when Armani got hurt, like it was there for him. They wanted to keep him and he just didn't make enough plays. And Dylan is a guy who like Ron spoke very highly of. He was like, you know, he's just done what we asked him to do. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. And there's an element of professionalism there. I, I think he counts against the veterans. I think, I think he's played. Uh, I think he's played, he's played, he played only one game okay, um, so he doesn't. in 19, three games in 20, one game in 21. So he doesn't count. Um, here's the other thing. Here's, here's my counter argument to that is your project guy is still kind of Armani a year from now. That's a good point. Um, and so if you need someone to come in and play and help you this year, Dylan is more reliable than Hodges. It seems that and way. it's kind of like, um, Oh, your boy, um, Samis last oh, year. Yeah. Like how many projects do you want in one room? And uh, well, it's funny. Cause I actually think, I think if you needed Hodges to play as like your why, I think he could do it. I think he's, I could. think he's okay in the run game. I think the thing that I'm waiting for is the pass game stuff. Yeah, so maybe it is Dylan. Maybe you're right. Let's go with Dylan. Can't believe I just convinced you on a tight end. Yeah. What? No, but I, 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 the comments heart, are going to be on fire. Just let Logan do the tight ends. In my heart, though, I agree with you because like Hodges is not. He didn't do his. He didn't do what he should have done. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. So. Um. All right. So that gets us to the O line. And by the way, it just feels worth mentioning. We didn't need Arma's spot. Um, so that's one to watch for sure. But we yeah. well, turned we turns out we didn't need the Alex Arma spot. He can just make the roster on the front end. Yeah. Um okay. Scott. I think Scott as your fourth tackle. I he think, seems like a roster type of like he's on the practice squad. He's more of like a reserve team than a project. Correct. Um I think Brooks is project potential future starter at guard i think so too i think and especially because they gave him a little bit of extra money to sign i think they again they, they want him around so it, yeah uh, and I, it'll be interesting to see if they can get him a practice squad because from what i understand in talking with his agent there was a lot of interest in him so if they can get him great i think they'll try really hard to keep him so i would expect that to be the case yeah. and then of these next two guys laufenberg or montero i think you go montero i think they like laufenberg a lot but i think montero has been a better player and then do you keep four guys? Like how many, what is that? That's seven? That's three so far um, and seven total. Gosh, that's tough. Because I really thought Joan Smith had an excellent camp and I think he's got a lot of potential. He is 28 years old though. So that's yeah. kind of late in the game for a project. So yeah. I think you probably go nah. Laufenberg. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, all right, so you would keep then for Laufenberg. Okay. Yep. Um, Kaz Allen for sure. Yep. Um, Tinsley. I think Tinsley for sure. I love I Bryce and Tremaine. I love I Bryce know you do. Um, I love him. Well, how many, I, would that be 10? Yeah. That's tough. Do you keep, uh, yeah. Unless you're going to be really thin on the yeah. practice squad on defense. I, which, I, like, I, on the D-line, you this probably is, would be. This is really interesting, I think. Because like this is how it goes in the meeting. Like you get guys, coaches standing up on tables for guys, and the the only thing I wonder is is there someone in the building that's going to stand on a table for him? 
And I don't for know. For Tremaine? Yeah, for Tremaine. Like I would, if I was in there after watching the preseason, after watching practice, after watching how he handled himself, I would stand on the table for him and say, I want this guy in the building. But is Katz are going to do it? Is, you know, the receiver coach going to do it? Is Ron going to do it? Is EB going to do it? I don't know, because I think you ultimately need someone to be like, we need this dude on the roster on practice squad. And I don't know if he has that guy, unfortunately. Yeah. That's a tough right. one for me. That's that We're is gonna... a I would be super sad if that happened. Because I think he's a guy that I, I would if if Logan Paulson is the team of this team, he's on ninth, you know, he's seven on practice days a squad. week and twice on Sunday kind of thing. But yeah. You're not willing to give up Allen or Tinsley, are you? I might so I think he's I, I've been a little disappointed with Allen. Um, I think people like him because of the returnability. But I think you've got a guy who's Cam, who's Cam Sims. He's going to be a good pro. He's going to make plays when he gets in there. He's going to play teams for you and have a nice you know, seven, eight-year career just because of the professionalism. And I don't want that guy to walk out the, uh, out the room. And I know people are really high on Tinsley, but I think the physical skill set of, of Tremaine, Tremaine is I'm a little bit higher on. But again... Like this is a, this is the t- this is the toughest decision I think here. And I, so I think- if I'm if I'm in the room and you tell me you're willing to sacrifice Allen, I tell you that's our future starting punt returner, and he's going to score touchdowns and win us football games I'd with say, big explosive I, plays. You know what I'm going to say to you is like I haven't seen him consistently catch punts in his whole career. So right, because he hasn't walk. had that many opportunities. Right, like, that's he what is. I'm, but you want me to argue I, with you? That's what I'm going to say. I'm, right, no, 100%. And I'm going to pull up the broadcast of Brian Mitchell telling the punt return story and be like, <laughs> hey, eventually this dude figured it out and he was pretty good at it. Uh, let's let's give let's give him some more time to learn and he's going to catch 1,000 punts a day. That would actually probably take a very long time. He's going to catch 100 punts a day. Sure. Um, and we're going to wear out the jugs machine. All right, so defense uh, practice squad guys. Who on the uh, defensive line? I think Anderson for Anderson sure. Anderson for sure. I think and then Benny. Platoe? Yeah, I think Benny. And then do you go? Oh man, we're running out of spots quick. I know. I don't it's know that crazy, any, right? When I, I think, I think when you keep the extra edge guys on the the yeah, regular roster, you can afford to not have a backup. I agree. Like KJ Henry is your active practice squad guy. Correct. Yes. So sorry, William Bradley King, great dude. Um, not gonna make it. It had a good preseason, but that again, yeah. when you draft guys at the position, like that's tough, you know. So, all right, and then you've got linebacker. You keeping both Eifler and Harris? Probably because you're only keeping six active, and that leaves two spots. Spots right? fifteen, fourteen, three spots. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Gosh, that's tough, dude. This is this is harder than the roster for real. Um, I know you love Smith, so I'm going to put Kendall Smith on. Well, I think just because, like, when I mentioned, like, when people mentioned him, like, in the in the pre-draft process, people really liked him. So, yeah. and I think he's played well enough. I think he's got some upside, you know. So, and then as a DB, who do you keep? You need you need to keep an extra DB just in case someone gets hurt. Or, For uh, sure, corner. So, do you want Wild, Wild Goose, Whiteside, or Whitaker? I mean, you can keep two here. Unless you want to circle back and and you know you get your guy Tremaine and you, yeah. you keep one and the and Jack's just mad. <laughs> hey, you got you got uh, your eleven D lineman, but I'm getting the extra practice squad guys. Yeah, I I think it's Wild Goose, even though he had a hard time just because he's played. I, I mean, what do you think, Craig? Like Whitaker's been know, good, man. but he like this is this is again. This I think Whiteside had the best camp of the three. What number is he? Uh, twenty three. He did have a good training camp, actually. So I think it's between Wild Goose and Whiteside for me. And maybe you keep both of them. 
Well, we have the spot, so I would say we probably do that. Wild Goose is a guy who you trust more in the nickel. White side, you trust more outside. That's 16. And that's your, that's your 16. Wow, that was tough. I'm so sad Bryson Tremaine didn't make it, but that's life. So you can you can make your last. You're you're the GM of our team. You uh you want to make one would, last second call? Who else I would bump? You are keeping four all linemen, which I think they did the same thing last year. So that makes sense. That they would do that. I want Tinsley. Allen is the only one I'm a little bit like, meh, meh. but again, I think I understand why people are excited about him. Can't believe you're doing that to your fellow Bruin. I mean, I like him. You. I think, but he like in terms Get of kicked guys, out of the alumni association. In terms of guys who played really, really well the second half of training camp, you're yeah. gonna have a harder time finding a guy better than Bryson Tremaine. He had an yeah. excellent fourth quarter against Baltimore. He scored a touchdown last night, or whatever night that was Saturday. Saturday, all playing together. So I don't know who else I would take off here. Maybe I'd take one of these DBs off, you know, and put him on. Wild goose, yeah. But I would. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mad if I'm the receiver coach. If I, if Logan Paulson's a receiver coach, but obviously I'm not. So. We'll see what uh what old Bobby Ingram's what, what he's <laughs> yeah. thinking. How much sway he's got in the room? I don't know. Like when you talk to people, there's not like there's not like this like light that lights up. Like people like him, but you gotta yeah. love him because like this is that's what we're talking about, right? Like, do I love him enough to be like, hey, standing on the table? Yes, right. And I don't know. I love that visual too. Just just fifty year old former football players standing on this tables. This is a guy. Yeah. Yeah, so love it. It's like, hey man, the uh, the depth chart's over there. It's not on the table. It's not. It's we're all okay. Uh, so that's it. That's our that's our fifty three. That's our sixteen man practice squad. Uh, let's go back to Ben Standig, the king of cut down days. Twitter. I haven't seen anything else uh, get posted yet in terms of and in, in, in terms of cut. That by the way, um, I hated cut down days beat reporter here let me let me get you bens and then i'll tell you why uh demarcus fields db has been released um dj sturgis and joshua yeah. kalu yeah. so these are like the down roster dbs um isaiah mack who we pretty much knew he was brought in late in camp yeah. um had a big uh encroachment penalty uh, oh, yeah. Marcus Kemp and Farad Gardner, the linebacker. So th- those are the guys that have been, uh, been cut so far, but like, it's just a day as a beat reporter of checking in with agents of the fringe guys and be like, Hey, did your guy hear anything yet? And you know, you're really asking him, did your guy get cut yet? It's just a brutal thing. Yeah. But, like it's what you got to do. So, uh, standing, standing's got great relationships with agents. Um, so he's, he's a great guy to follow. Kime, obviously the, the post, uh, Nikki and Sam, um, everybody does a really good job with all this stuff and doing a professional job on a tough day, but, uh, the 53 is coming practice squad is coming and we'll, we'll talk about it, uh, in our next pod. So that's it. And that's all for this very long podcast. And we'll see you next time on take command.